I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, Mark. Here Episode we go. One. Can you believe it? Working class on Deercast. This is cool. like your, this is like your job interview for this, right? I think that's what it feels like a little bit. Like I'm kind of like sweaty hands a little bit. And yeah. I'm like nervous, you know. Like I've never done a podcast before, but uh, this is cool. I'm your host, Kurt Geyer, and my co-host, which is weird to say is Mark Drury this episode. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being out to the working class studio for this. I'm jacked up. I'm glad to be here. It really was a pretty easy drive. I mean, it was under straight, three hours. Straight shot. Just head east. So this is kind of crazy because we've we've known each other for a few years mm-hmm. and, and you know our relationship has grown, but we've talked about doing a podcast series a couple years ago and it kind of just got to a point where it's like, why are we not doing something? Let's make something happen. And it just worked perfectly i think it's pretty seamlessly it, it really does and we're so excited to include you into our family our deer cast family yeah and i know all of our deer cast users are, are going to love this you know yeah, because I hope so it, in my opinion you guys are the standard in podcasting in the outdoors in my opinion thank you you're my favorite and of course matt and tim as well but they're, they're like they're second best you know yeah there you go <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I, matt, hey, tim. <laughs> I, I just love the way you guys go about your business and i i know those people within DeerCast that aren't familiar with the working class bow hunter are going to yeah. really love it. I mean, I we've worked so. hard to get the the format down, and yeah. I think we've got one that's going to be a winning combination. I hope you're right. Um, I hope they love it because that means that I still get to be a part of the jury team with this, which is crazy. Like, because for people who don't know, I grew up on your guys' videos and watching you guys, and I wish my dad was around to see this because he would have a hard time really wrapping his head around it. And I am, honestly. like I'm nervous, but... Like you say, stay nervous. Like that's good, right? Yeah. You got. Well, he's he's with us, right? Yeah. He's getting ready to throw hail a hailstorm at me again, which yeah. that'll be a story. But I mean, you said his first buck was there yep. in the corner, yep. yeah. and then uh, we got his last bucks in the studio out yeah. there, and so yeah, so he's here, yeah, for sure. But but no, this is a dream come true. It's a lot of fun. And what I'm excited about mostly is like if people aren't familiar with regular working class bow hunter on our other series, we're very rough around the edges, very. That's what we are, you know, we're just very working class, very working class <laughs> to where like our language isn't rated E for everyone all the time. But on this series, it can be. This is an E for everyone platform for us. So absolutely. Th- it kind of lets us tap into people who really didn't want to tune in because of just 
how we talk and conversate on some of those other episodes. And they're not all that way, but some are. Un- uh, understood. And I think when it comes to our DeerCast audience in general, we have a lot of young folks and a lot yeah. of young ears out there and eyes. So we always make sure that everything's G to PG rated right. from our standpoint. Yep. And um, not that you guys aren't, but um, I think it'll be it'll be a great format, the one that you, you've chosen to go with. We have options. Absolutely. Now, you know, which is great. Uh, but no, excited to be a part of the jury and the DeerCast team and uh, excited to kick off this series. And um, every, I guess we kind of talk about what to expect mm-hmm. from this new podcast series. Um, one, it'll always be, it'll be a very, fairly malleable platform, uh, different co-hosts, um, different guests, different guests with co-hosts. Um, so it'll be fun. Um, just we really do anything we want with it, which is cool. We can, and you're going to target a time that people can listen yep. or watch over their lunch hour, which I think is smart. Yeah. Um, you're going to have guests on at the end of each show with Giant Tracker. It's Giant one Tracker the, segment, yep. It's one of the features in DeerCast we're so proud of because we highlight people killing monsters all across the country. Right. And now we're going in, finding these people, getting them on Zoom and telling their story yeah. face-to-face as opposed to the written word. Exactly. And the one coming at the end of this episode is a, a pretty cool one. Oh, it's going to be and, awesome. And what's even better, what I like about like the nice flavor, is he's at work. He's when, going to be when we get there, yes. Yeah, so it just kind of adds to exactly what we are, you know, yes. what our flavor is with when it comes to that. So it's always cool hearing Big Buck stories and kind of gives me hope that I could kill one too, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if it can happen to some of these guys, then maybe it could happen to me. Well, I, I just think those giant trackers just represent the American deer hunter's dream. They do, You know, because yeah, yeah. it's a guy that may or may not be the only big deer he's ever killed, but more than likely in these segments it will be. Yeah. And these are giant deer. Like, yeah. these are the kind you dream about. And who hasn't sat in their stand, even though they don't have trail photos or, or rubs that would say there's a big deer around, but dream, maybe he's going to walk by today. I mean, that's yeah. every, every deer hunter dream daily yeah and these guys represent that dream coming true yeah that's the best part about it that's what keeps your motivation up to go when you might not really want to go or you have other like you got to mow the grass but you're like i could kill a 200 inch deer there's that hope that keeps you like you know your drive up for that for me anyway um it's just my also excuse to blow everything off at home you know because he might walk by today you got to be out there. Got to be. Can't <laughs> kill them from the kitchen. So that, that segment is going to be cool. And plus, we get to meet these people. Yeah. You know, even if it's like an online, some might be in studio or, you know, if it works out, we maybe we could travel to them, you know, but a lot are Zoom, but we get to make new friends and new people in the hunting space, which really is kind of what podcasting is it in is. a way centered around is genuine conversation with people. So, and now you got the visual version of that. I, you know, all of us grew up watching or reading North American whitetail. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like those stories coming to life. Essentially. It's yep. one of the reasons we wanted to do giant tracker within DeerCast because yep. it's real people killing giant deer in their neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. And then sharing that story. That's the written word. Now you're going to hear it from their own mouths. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think it's a great addition to what we're doing here with the this series working class on DeerCast, um and then you know obviously if you're listening to this or watching this um you can you can listen on working class bow hunters normal podcast feed if you're watching you're either on the jury outdoors youtube or you're watching inside DeerCast. inside DeerCast. props to you if that's what you're doing so that's basically the home of all this is where it starts from so big time it's the um, home of a lot in DeerCast. if you start digging yeah. deep there's a bunch in there's there. a lot in DeerCast. there is it's not just a go or don't go type hunting no. but we're, we can break that down in many episodes here um so yeah if you're listening on working class bowhunter podcast regular platform that's where you can view this and and so we kind of give you a few options and um hopefully it works out for you in your work day 
So yeah, even I if you had to so. pop up YouTube and listen to it while you're working, it would be that's an option too. Um, and you know, we want to interact with DeerCast users as this grows and finds its groove. You know, not I mean, outside of the giant tracker segment, you know, uh, people comment. Um, we're gonna stay in those comment sections, see what people want, people see what people are saying, and some of them might just be, you know, maybe somebody kills a big deer, has a cool story. We might have them in. Let us know or something like that. You know, like we're wide open. If you're having success out there and there's something you'd like to share, let Kurt know or let us know and we'll get you guys in touch. I mean, that's the cool thing about uh, social media these days. And we work really hard on our social media pages to make sure that we're listening and talking and communicating with everybody, because I think conversation is really the new currency. You know, you have to have communication for sure. And we, we want that with all of our dear casters and with anybody that's following a dreary outdoors page. And that's the same goal you have. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to stay on those comments on these podcasts inside dear cast. That's where I'll go to first. So if you guys want to talk about something, see a topic, get brought up, have a certain guest on or co-host, uh, DeerCast is the first place I'm going underneath these, and that's where I'm going to be pulling all that from. Isn't it so, exciting? It's exciting, man. I'm fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have the fun with it because it's more – we interact with our listeners anyway with the regular series, but it's more on a focused level, too, with DeerCast now. Absolutely. Um, so that, that'll be the, the new exciting part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we just – the, the relationship with us is kind of molded into this, which I'm excited. So I hope we don't do two episodes and you just can us, um, <laughs> but anything could happen. Right. I can't see that happening. I mean, <laughs> I've liked you since the day I met you. And I, I always I say that chemistry is a really cool thing, whether it's with a, you know, the person you end up marrying or your hunting buddies or whatever. And, yeah. and uh, for me, chemistry is really important. And as soon yeah. as I met you, I was like, I really like those guys, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm just so glad and proud of this relationship that it's, it's got to this point. I'm excited for it. Well, be weird too like we form a partnership for a podcast and we couldn't talk to each other yeah it might not work <laughs> out that great that'd be challenging, <laughs> like, well, right? this is over real quick yeah but, but yeah that's it's funny point. we'll always call each other on the phone and talk about something and we're like oh we need to be having this conversation on a podcast i know, you know? <laughs> so, i know so it's like we should just schedule on and get it going. And just talk weekly right yeah exactly it's a good excuse to do it content and we're just doing it really organically what we would have done anyway exactly and, and i think that overall pace is important this fall we're going to start with mm-hmm. one every two weeks essentially yeah yeah two a month, or two a month roughly yeah. and then uh, once we get into 2022 it's going to be a weekly feature so. every week yeah i'm glad you brought that up every single week starting in january um i mean so we can stay on the ball and those deer cast comments and really like by the week is what it'll be so um yeah it, it's going to be fun it's going to be a lot of work but a lot of fun that's what we're here to do podcast and hunt and entertain hopefully right i hope it's entertaining it would not be good if it wasn't entertaining but i think it will be yeah well, please tell us in the comments if we suck we want to know that too because uh, we'll, you asked for there's the first you guys suck comment here it comes <laughs> but uh, we want to know if there's something you want to see and like you said malleable mm-hmm. is a great word because you can change to whatever the viewers are wanting yeah and i don't mean like when the growth of this in the first year this is brand new you know mm-hmm. uh, we might introduce a new segment that you know maybe you guys bring up that we like, that'd be a, that's a great idea we should do that and you know we can do whatever we want that's the best thing about it all you know it's all inside DeerCast, and it's ours and, and it's for them you know it's, <laughs> yep. it's for DeerCast users we want it right so. yep so i i've been scrolling in DeerCast the last couple of days pretty heavily and uh deer season 21 was the thing that i got really into recently i watched um austin shoot that giant muley and i really like the whole idea behind deer season 21 i want you to talk about it but that whole video set i know he was kind of in the video he's like i'm not a videographer i apologize but 
he knocked it out of the park. He did. Well, he was the hunter. Colton was the one doing the filming. It was all good. And, and Taylor helped as well within some of it. But mm-hmm. they did a good job. And, and you're right. We're so excited about deer season 21. I mean, we started doing uh, turkey season 20, then turkey season 21, deer season 20. Mm-hmm. But we were mostly just short short form stuff on social media yeah this year for the first time in dre outdoors history we're bringing you the season in a semi-live fashion mm-hmm. with all of our feature hunters and and yeah. deer so in um you know as the season progresses we're, we're already we just uploaded episode four or five already and already oh, geez, this year already this year we've seen a 200 inch deer from utah mm-hmm. we've seen an incredible miss on a giant whitetail out in south dakota a youth hunt from kansas that's mm-hmm. just will will tear your heartstrings out and then we just uploaded a 190 inch alberta mule deer that's just a beast that brandon jennings killed and all of wade's tough luck up there yeah yeah so um it's new it's it's gripping it's awesome the guys that are producing it are top shelf and was we're Austin's so proud. episode one of that he was number one man i'm behind then i just watched that i thought i was on the ball that's how quick content's coming in i'm like it's flying four episodes behind already yeah we're doing a couple three a week so well that's impressive and it's long form stuff it's anywhere from 15 minutes to 30 or 40 if it if yeah. if the content's there and how much extreme. will that differ from like what you'd see on like on one of the jury videos like will it change a it's, whole lot it's gonna be very reminiscent of the old jury videos yeah it's literally videos in real time long form stories mm-hmm. sometimes on tv some of the story it gets hidden or you lose it because of lack of time yeah on yeah. tv for one episode you have about 22 minutes to actually get your content out there everything mm-hmm. else is commercial breaks and teasers and all this other type of stuff yeah well you know, we're taking a hunt and making it 22 minutes in in a TV show. And there might be three hunts in that 22 minutes. So right, right. you're missing some of the story. So it, it is the video format, you know. Yeah. And that's what pulled me that we, into that. That's what group. That's what everybody grew up on for Drury Outdoors. Yeah. Long, yeah. long form storytelling. Well, that's what I loved about um, Austin's hunt. I won't get too into detail because I think people should go watch it. But what pulled me in about it was kind of watching him game plan and then a little bit of his like frustration with it to try and get an opportunity and to get a shot. I mean, it's a, it's a 200 inch two, 201 and 201 and two eights. I think, you know, it's insane. You know, it shows him at one point was accidentally within like 40 yards of the thing. And that whole, that's all shown on there. He was seven yards. Actually, that deer was the videos backed out, but that deer walked oh. by seven yards away from him, but it was to his right. And he's a bow hunter and, and he's right-handed. So you yeah. know how difficult that is, but yep, yep. they were in his bed and they didn't realize he was up because it was so thick in there. And he was actually had worked around and he, came in right behind him and caught him it gives you kind of like the anxiety of like the moment a little bit the way that was filmed and everything like that i loved it um but i think that's going to be exciting and cool that people can kind of to go with that but i think another part of it i'm sure you guys have thought about this but for me when i watch that stuff come out regularly like that three times a week sometimes that gives me motivation to keep hunting. So, like, if I get frustrated, what's happening in my neck of the woods? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a motivator. It is, and you know, you'll see a, a heavy usage of deer cast within the series as well, because mm. we feel like there's some other eyeballs out there that are on YouTube or perhaps on social media that aren't part of the app just yet. So, yeah. we want to make sure that that we're introducing it to as many people as we possibly can the other semi-live series that hasn't dropped yet this year but stream season live this will be the third third year for that mm-hmm. and uh it's going to be awesome that cast is just phenomenal they're all yeah. killers and deer season 21 we've already been to five locations through throughout we're about to hit our sixth if i'm not mistaken but we've been mm-hmm. to utah we've been to south dakota we've been to kansas We've been to Wyoming. We've been to Southern Alberta, and we're going to Colorado. So you'll see a lot of different states and a lot of locations in deer season 21. Yeah. 
that dream season live they're all midwestern boys a lot of them live in iowa yeah yeah boys and girls and and they're killing giants so yeah good both mix. of those are going to be you know before the year's over between dream season live and deer season 21 we're probably going to do 50 full length installments That's i mean a lot. it's insane how yeah. fast these guys are editing and getting out quality content. That's what I was thinking too. It's like to crank out that many from when I watched Austin's episode and it, he, it was within days of him harvesting that buck. Right. I mean, you guys got, <laughs> you know, shout out to your editors at jury. Cause those guys got to just be on the ball cutting they're, and getting ready. They're killing it. Uh, Josh Barks is, is our lead producer there. Carson Brandt, who is brand new with us. Josh is new as well. Carson's assisting him. Ben Stallman's assisting him. And, uh, they're just they're very talented yeah. hunters that are incredible producers and editors. That helps too. Good hunters that are also those guys are all killers and, yeah. and good at it. And I can't wait to to see the whole series unfold. Thus far, it's been phenomenal. And people will be able to go to Deercast and kind of watch through all the episodes in order. As they'll all be in Deercast, absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Or you can catch it on YouTube as well. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I liked it through. Like Deercast is cool because you just scroll through, and that's how I saw it. I'm like, all right, there's there's the hunt. I got to watch this. Yeah. Because you before I went on my mule deer hunt, you texted me pictures of Austin's buck, and I'm like, oh man. You know, it just gets you more excited to go out on your hunt. So it does. That's what I loved about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for all this, man. This is going to be fun. And let's kind of talk about DeerCast now. Um, you know, we're in September now. I don't know when this episode will exactly launch. But right away. Yeah, as, as quick as we can get around. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, compared to your editors, we need to be on the ball. <laughs> but uh, what are you looking at now in DeerCast coming into October? I mean, is there certain things you're looking for as far as like weather is concerned or yeah i always look at that 10 day within DeerCast, and and i go to the hour by hour in the 10 day and i just look at the trend that gives you mm. a graph you know yeah. that's the one i look at the most then i'll go to one day and then look at the individual weather variables and understand why they're given the prediction that they are mm-hmm. um and right now it's warm and staying warm yeah. and dry so you you start to say okay that's really going to be a tough hunt however when you catch those cold fronts, they're that much more important, mm-hmm. right? So extended cold, the deer kind of get used to it, and then yeah. they don't move as well as intermittent cold. Yeah. So you got really, really rough, you know, warm temperatures, 90 degrees, way above average. Right. And then all of a sudden that cold front, they all move. Kind of you your, know? your breaks to be thinking about making a move. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we are going to miss the rising moon of September, which is going to be the 15th to the 20th, which I love for afternoon movement. Mm-hmm. But on the opening day of Missouri, yeah. the 15th, there's a slight little cold front. So it it's actually getting temperatures back to normal, right, <laughs> right. which is a cold front, which is kind of sad. But yeah. I, I have high hopes for on that rising moon with that cold front. The pressure's not where I want it, and the wind's not where I want it. But we have several variables that are, are favorable. So Yeah. I, I always forget about... And I, sorry for everybody in Missouri, but that it, it's a little early opener in Wisconsin's the same, the 15th-ish in there somewhere. Mm, yeah, somewhere in there. Ohio, 23rd, 28th, yeah, somewhere in there. there. Yeah. But, you know, here in Illinois and in Iowa, October 1 is just the standard for us, which, sure. you know, I'm not... Of course, Kentucky's already open. and Tennessee's many, been open. Yeah, yeah, many of the western states are open, so yeah. there's quite a few that are open now. Yeah, definitely. Get to, you know, get your western itch scratched a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I... It would be cool if uh, Illinois and Iowa, I think, opened a little sooner, but a lot of times it's so hot that it just... It really is. I tell you what, Terry and I talk about it all the time. Missouri used to be October 1, yeah, and they switched it to September 15th, and 
I never realized how hot the last 15 days of September were till I started, you yeah. know, hunting in full camouflage, you know, moss yoke head to toe. And, right, right. And I'm like, man, is it hot in September? It's do, crazy. Do you do, like, I know you're probably going to be down in Missouri for that opener. Oh, um, yeah. We're running three crews at night. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so you take your, you take your shots on the good days and we're right. going, we're going for broke that day. We're, you know, instead of running a crew right. and going, where are we going to hunt? We're going to cover three spots and just get after it, get after them. I was curious, you know, it's like, man, you know, if I'm looking at deer cast and it shows me a break on weather, you know, it's like, Hey, get in there. But man, I just, even sometimes the first week of October in Illinois, I'm like getting torn up by mosquitoes and you're sweating and you almost just feel like, what am I doing? But now I'll do, unless it's something telling me I need to go into my spot, you know, I'm low pressure sitting, you know, somewhere easy to get to and quick to get to. And Exactly. But I'm out there. Don't hunt your good spots on bad days. That's what I always say. It's hard not to, but it makes sense. It's almost, as I grow as a hunter, I learn to just make more calculated moves rather than just making moves because I feel like I just need to make them for whatever reason. Sure. So that's one well, thing. Well, part I, of the evolution you know, right. Of yeah. hunting. It's one of the reasons we did deer cast to, to, to kind of, um, bring light to the fact that not every day is created equal. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. a lot of hunters go out and go, well, it's deer season. They're going to be moving. I got to be there. I yeah. got to be there. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make good choices and bad choices. And right. a lot of that revolves around whether they're going to move that, d- that day during daylight hours. And mm-hmm. I always, I have several cell, cell cams running. So that's one of the ways that I monitor the effectiveness and the accuracy of deer cast mm-hmm. is i'm constantly comparing the prediction with the results in the field mm-hmm. you know and yeah, I, I, I probably got 60 plus cell cams running you really? know so i'm seeing deer from texas to iowa to missouri terry's got illinois yeah and we, we compare notes daily and and uh, we've got her tweaked out pretty strong right now i mean so you're it's, saying it's the on. algorithm within deer cast isn't for no reason Oh no, it's not for no reason. Really, I never would have thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's just fun to watch it and see it, you yeah. know, develop and turn into the accuracy model that it is. Yeah, that, I like that about the cell cams too. You know, you put them in certain spots, and you don't have to go back in there and mess around. And then, and that's the cool thing. Like DeerCast is built around without human intrusion, right? So, yeah. with the cell cam, you're seeing the movement without your entry or exit from the stand and yeah. that type of stuff. So, yeah. it really is a great way to monitor deer movement. It's fun to do that to look at the movement and then kind of you can take your own notes on the side like, oh, that deer did this on this wind and well, let's see on the next time that wind if he does the same thing and big time. You can kind of get your own pattern, you know. Well, especially one of the things I like to do is take a snapshot a screenshot of the hourly end of the daily prediction. Mm. And then I key that into all the pictures that I got that day. Gotcha. It's smart. Yeah. It's pretty helpful. If you do it that way, it starts, it really starts, you know, turning on the light bulbs for you. Yeah. You can almost take deer cast a step further within your own organization to kind of just make it, um, just get more out of it really yeah because it's hindsight then right deercast mm-hmm. is a predictor model so it's foresight however you can analyze it from a hindsight standpoint by doing that you know look at your cell pics or your pictures from that day yeah and keep a screenshot of every day's prediction both from the hourly and the daily predictor mm-hmm. and you can start to say you know what this is extremely accurate and it fits my hunting area perfectly mm-hmm. or it's a little off it's a little too optimistic a little too pessimistic i want the custom version to where i can go in there and customize it based on hindsight yeah. to get it exactly the way i want it because yeah. i'm not saying that our algorithm is there to fit every deer herd across the country mm-hmm. but in general it's a great baseline that if you do engage with custom you're going to hone it into your area without right. a problem and without a question. Yeah. No, that's a, the coolest thing about it. You can do that. And, you know, I never, 
that's something I'm going to start doing is doing those screenshots. Like you said, it's something I never did before. It's something I never thought about, honestly, before, yeah, but it makes sense. And sometimes, you know, the other thing that it'll do is allow you to understand what a good means in your area or what an okay means in your area, what right. a great means in your area. Mm-hmm. So does it mean that everything moved or does, or does it just simply mean they moved a little earlier than they normally would, that right. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it helps you understand what that prediction means for your area. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think I'll, this is great for a lot of guys that have full-time jobs, which is everybody pretty much. That, sure. Um, or some guys work a lot of overtime and don't have a ton of time to dedicate to hunting and, you know, as like as much as they'd like. Um, and if this app can help them calculate or help them break down what days they should take or, hey, you know, I, my boss can let me cut out a few hours early. I can get to the stand. You know, this is a, a valuable tool for those guys for no money, really, a, for a year. It's very inexpensive and everything you get with it. That's it's pretty powerful. And we have a, a version that's free. If you want the daily, if you yeah. want five days, it's 10 bucks. If you want uh, 10 days, it's it's 20 bucks. So it's a, yeah. it's a small price to pay for the information that's in there, plus all the Deer Season 21, plus the DeerCast Daily, plus the Working Class bo- uh, Podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's loaded with content. DeerCast Track. DeerCast Track. thing in there, man. Amen. I, uh, I will that's play. That's in the $20 version. I will play that, but it's worth it. I'd pay more, to be honest with you, because I actually, I go through and uh, throw scenarios at it just to see like what videos pop up. So like I'll take the cursor and just hit random spots on the deer and then your guys' video library pops up for shots in that location. And I think it's cool to kind of know that ahead of time because, you know, you, everybody knows, well, most people know what a double lung mm-hmm. shot deer looks like. That's that's the best shot, really. Mm-hmm. That's my, I'm a double lung guy. Um, a lot of guys are heart guys, you know. Are you a heart guy or a double lung double guy? Double lung. A double lung. More room for air. But it's kind of nice to be able to adjust that to like maybe bring it back towards the liver and then watch shot reactions on how a deer reacted at the shot. And it's, the it's amazing the difference in time that it takes. Yep. Well, amazing. that too. But even like if you just watch that and you kind of play with that part of deer cast, it kind of gets you familiar on like body reactions on the Big shot. Time. So if you're in the moment, you know, we did that podcast for the working, regular working class boner series, basically slow the game down. You know, you're doing your best to slow the game down. You make a shot that might be eight, 10 inches back. And then you watch the deer's body behavior as he runs and maybe slows to a walk. You can kind of be already thinking about what's going on and watching for certain things because you kind of played with the app a little more before that circumstance happened. It it is a tremendous teaching tool, not only for yourself, but a young hunter Yeah, to where you can, you know, you think about when you learned, you know, how to shoot and whatever, nobody peeled the layers back and showed you what was under there, what bones you're hitting, what uh, organs you're hitting, what um, arteries you might hit. And it's, it's an incredible teaching tool. And if you put it in a young person's hands, they don't stop watching it. I know yeah. like all of my nieces and nephews, their children are getting into hunting and they're like, they won't put deer cast track down. They just want yeah. to watch every hit yeah. and go in inside the animal. And they, they love it, man. It's a, it's a great teaching tool. How did that idea like come about? Because it's, it's a great idea. I think it's the best idea that probably a deer hunting app has really, because it's going to help people, you know, be more successful, maybe in a tough moment. That's what I say. It's it's the help you need when you need it the most. Because <laughs> yeah. there is a, it's a bad feeling when you make a bad hit and you're like, now yeah. what do I do? You, you feel know? sick, you know? Yeah. Or you just don't know what to do. Like, you know, I, when I was young, made a couple of bad hits and then I'm just like, and you, and you push know. too soon or you track too soon. Everybody yeah. wants that deer that you get mm-hmm. too aggressive in, in that moment. If you just take the 30 minutes to watch some of the hits, all of a sudden it'll be like, 
don't go right now. Wait about five hours or wait right, seven right. hours. You give that animal the appropriate amount of time, you're going to recover a lot more, a lot more deer. But it came about the same way that the algorithm came about. Mm-hmm. Um, like we wanted to do the algorithm because frankly terry and i were tired of people calling us every day going hey you think they're going to move today or this week would you look at the forecast and tell me in such and such illinois whether you think they're gonna be moving and i'm like it was it was nonstop. and i'm like i told terry i was like why don't we do an algorithm that shows everybody whether right. they're going to be moving and, and tracks the same way like yeah all fall i mean our phones just blow up people imagine, wanting man. help with track jobs not for you to go but for you to give an opinion, because so many people video anymore, they'll send you the hit. What do you mm, think? We yeah. break it down. And um, I was like, <laughs> anytime there's a, a demand, right. it's like supply it. So mm-hmm. there was a demand for a deer movement predictor. And there was a demand for help in the moment of truth when you need to go go track an animal. So that's yeah. it really, it was a labor of love, though. It was a long process to get that thing produced. I can imagine. I think I was actually down at your guys' office when that was... It was being developed, I believe, when I was there. It and was. I got to see some of the snippets and the people that were doing some of the editing and like basically cutting out some of those shots. I can't imagine. Like, do you know? Off, I doubt you don't. Know, maybe you do. How many hours of? Oh my word! Man, man hours went into like. The I cuts. think it was over twelve hundred, if I'm not mistaken. I think I calculated it one I day, can, and I thought we had twelve hundred edit hours in it. And we're editing new uh, hits right now. We're going to upload another. 40 or 50 over the next month or so. So it gets updated by the year, right? It does. You know, as new hits come in, we we add them there. Just an additional hit in the same area just to give people more more reference points, you know. More confidence or more Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's... It's probably just easier to stay on top of it that way throughout the year than having to wait five years and then cut back through all the shots and stuff like that. Yeah. But no, that's cool. To to me, when uh, you guys first went through that, I'm like, I can't imagine... One, that's a great idea, but then basically making it a thing in the app, like just the amount of footage and the time it'd take to go back through the hunts and cut out the appropriate segments. And then you guys are actually adding in additional information. Like you guys aren't just cutting the shot out and putting it in. You guys, a lot of times are adding. Oh yeah. We're adding narrative down. Yeah. Breakdown. We, we talk about that angle, whether it be broadside quartering away, quartering to what they hit you know, what type of blood they might expect, how long they should wait, whether it's a gun, whether it's a, uh, you know, an archery hit. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we had to then, we had to then figure out an algorithm because that's an algorithm too, to where the cursor hits mm-hmm. and then the videos backfill. So yeah. that was tricky, like figuring out how to get the computer to, or the app to do that. So like calculate the certain area on calculate the, the area. And then we, we increase the area so that all those shots backfill in the order that is closest to farthest oh really from the hit yeah it's pretty, pretty it was, holy smokes man we got some really smart developers i was gonna say the app developers are probably like, are they hunters no the They're ones that like, did, are they like what the heck are the, we making the ones that did that are not hunters no <laughs> I, they gotta be like what the heck they oh yeah they yeah they're good though. They're smart. They're really good. They gotta be, man. I wonder if it's like an industry they even ever tapped into or had been tapped into before. Those guys, guys no. No. Can you imagine what they were thinking? Well, <laughs> if you look back on it, like the guy that did the algorithm for the weather mm-hmm. is similar to the guy that did the deer cast track. He worked on both. Mm. But he's never hunted, but he's a super smart guy. And the the reason he understood the weather to the point that he did, that he was able to help us with the algorithm. Like we mm-hmm. told him what the deer would do. And then he created the butts, the buttons and all the levers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he's a pilot. So 
he understands mm. weather as as deeply as we do, and he knows what different things do mm-hmm. to him flying through the atmosphere, right? So, so that wasn't so weird for him. Like it he wasn't. That. He understood every variable infinitely, right? Wow. Intimately. Yeah. And uh, so that really helped creating yeah. that algorithm. He's probably the best deer hunter that hasn't hunted. Him and all of our editors are <laughs> like, I, I joked with all the guys at the studio because for the most part, the ones in our St. Peter's studio are not hunters either. They're incredibly talented people. Yeah. But when we got done with track and those 1,200 hours were in, I was like, guys, when I hit one bad this year, I'm going to call <laughs> you and get your advice because you you now are the are the, the four most expert trackers in North America oh, yeah. right now because they had to produce all that stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're the best deer trackers that have never killed a deer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Like To me, I just like the mindset of like throwing somebody completely separate because this world might seem a little weird to people. I'm sure it does. Who, who you know, like you take... Um, I mean, my wife, before we started dating, it wasn't on her radar, you know, she knew hunting was a thing, but like if she would have came in here in the studio that we have now and like, oh yeah, there's hunting shows and podcasts and all this and this app, this algorithm that shows weather and shot, you know, whatever, it'd be like, I didn't know this part of the world existed. So it's kind of nice to be involved in this world of DeerCast because there's nobody judging. It's a judgment-free zone. Big time. Is DeerCast a safe space for us? Absolutely. It is the safe space for the American deer hunter. <laughs> I like it. And it will remain focused on that deer hunter. That's one of the things we said. We were like, this is, you know, people are like, give us elk cast and mule deer cast, and we might someday, but we yeah. know whitetails, right, you know? Right, And uh, that's why we keep it so laser-focused to, to the American whitetail deer hunter. I think it's great. And we're glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, buddy. The I mean, I can't tell you how glad I am. I'm excited, man. The first episode is in. Here we go. I appreciate it. Rock and roll, bud. So I got to figure out a different closing. The working class boner, I always say, go shoot your bow or whatever. <laughs> go shoot your deer. <laughs> go shoot your deer. Um, so this is where we transition into the giant tracker segment. So I hope you guys enjoy that and appreciate you guys tuning into this first episode of Working Class on DeerCast. Um, Kurt Geyer here and my co-host, Mark Drury. That's Thank pretty you, cool brother. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, Steve. I know you're at work, but we appreciate that uh, even more that you're a true working class guy and you can kill big bucks and then still take the time on your lunch break to join us on this segment. So much appreciated. You're welcome. Anytime. So you are from Oklahoma. Yes. And apparently there's big deer there because you shot one of them. It's pretty good size deer here. Yes. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> us about to, it. To, to say the least. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I've been hunting this deer since 17. I didn't realize he had gotten that big. Um, I knew he was big in 18. Well, yeah, 18 and then 19. Um, I'd actually found the sheds on backtrack a little bit. The landowner had found the sheds, uh, January 23rd of 18. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I actually had an encounter with him. I sent some videos to you guys or some pictures. And um, it was uh, January 14th. I was trying to get a doe last last day because it's 15th when it ended. And um, I was trying to get a doe when I looked up to the brush and I thought, that's the biggest doe I've ever seen. <laughs> so as it got closer, I was like, holy cow, I don't think that's a doe. I took my binoculars and looked and turned up as the buck coming in. Of course, without his horns, he was just free grazing. Like, you know, I gave him a pass for sure. There's, <laughs> there's no going to shoot that deer for sure. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, 
I'd gotten a year before in 17 on camera, which I sent pictures of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, he just blew up. And then I knew there was a good deer in there, but I didn't know how big I could get him because I hunt 520 acres on a landowner's property. And I mean, he, he gives me free reign to do where I want, plant food plots, no stations, wherever I want on there. So, which is really nice. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that's a dream come true so for I a lot of guys too. So that's cool. Yeah, I kind of went crazy with the mineral. I went trophy rock, uh, rice bran, evolved harvest. Uh, I think I even messaged Mark maybe about some, maybe some biological or something in the spring, just trying to get something to get him bigger. Boy, howdy, did did he ever grow? So I'm not saying it's all, it was all me. I mean, it could have been some neighbors growing too, you know, a little bit. But mm-hmm. I know he was in that area. And the crazy part of what about it was in 18, I never got a picture. 19, I never got a picture. Wow. And all of a sudden, one morning, the last second day of the season, he pops out. I was like, wow, that's a that's a good deer. <laughs> I didn't know how big he really was because I text Mark like probably, it may have been an hour, probably not even an hour later. I was like, Mark, I got a big one. He is a giant, absolute giant. So <laughs> I was really excited to, to share that with him. But, uh, um, but this deer is just, I've done, I, I did a lot of homework, a lot of scouting. I just hunkered down what I did. I just stayed one spot. I hunted it all rifle, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, bow season, I had several come in. You know, I knew there was a good deer in there. I just, just let him go. Yeah. And when he came in, I was like, well, he's not very wide. Then he turned his head and I was like, but he is a dang sure shooter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, it was very, very exciting. So. It's, yeah, I would say that 201 and 3 eighths. Yeah. Uh, I'd say he's a shooter. <laughs> well, actually, um, that number has changed. It officially got scored because a friend of mine scored it then. Okay. He actually grew. The official score, net score was 202 and 7 eighths. Oh, my. Can't what argue with gross? That? Yeah, it gross was 209 and 3 eighths. How about it? That's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Just, Thank you. That's just crazy. Um, it, you might be wondering, he said he texted me, uh-huh. you know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. How do you get Mark's number? Right? Yeah. So there's a connection here, which I find incredible uh-huh. because when we decided to do this series with the working class guys, we sent Kurt a bunch of different uh, giant trackers from the past and mm-hmm. within DeerCast, and, and he chose Steve's. Yes. Episode one. A- episode one. And I was like, you know, we know Steve because we uh, we actually hosted along with the, the folks down at Terra, his son Dylan on a catch a dream mm-hmm. adventure. Yeah. So that's yeah. how Steve has my cell number. We've stayed in touch through the years, and uh, here we are, yeah, reconnected again through Deercast and through Giant Tracker. So it couldn't happen to right. a nicer guy or nicer family. So yeah, um, we send our wishes to Dylan because I think he's doing he's doing well, isn't he? He's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah, yep. that's great. Yeah, it sounds like. Sorry, sorry. I, it sounds like from what I read in the Giant Tracker segment on Deercast that uh, it sounds like work's kind of getting in in the way of his hunting a little bit, and Dad gets to go hunting, so it's working out. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're pretty good. Um, I'll tell you more about the story of what you know, how kind of transferred. Um, I I don't know what all you guys want to know. I know I'm on recording i know you could edit it but there's a pretty special story behind this deer yeah let's hear it i I just lost lost my mom on november 19th and uh you know my mom always wanted me to you know 
she knew I was just a diehard hunter. I mean, I always have been. And uh crazy part about this whole deal was before the feeder went off, it was just real quiet. Someone's coming up real frosty that morning. And uh there's a cardinal across the way there, just making all kinds of chaos. I think they were fighting. I don't know what they were doing, but you know, they were being pretty noisy. And then uh, the feeder went off. When the feeder went off, they, they kind of flew off. And then that one, he kind of, it kind of, he called around a little bit. I stayed over there for a while. And they came on the flute next to me and started like chirping. Well, my mom loves red birds. Mm-hmm. Guess, guess what steps out after that? That big buck. That big buck. That's yeah. the sign right there. That is a sign. That's amazing. But we've never shared this or nor have you shared that with me, but my dad passed in March of 17 Mm -hmm. and there were some Cardinals there at the house and they meant a lot to mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're St. Louis Cardinals fans, but they loved those Cardinals. And anytime we see one, we'll take a picture of it, share it with the family. So we have that same connection, yet another connection, Steve. That's amazing because mom looked for those Cardinals for signs. Exactly what you just said. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a blessing, man. It was just, it's unreal. I, up, I, looked, I looked at him and said, thanks, Mom. Because <laughs> you know, when he stepped out, you know, I had to give him time. And I said, thanks, Mom. And it mm-hmm. blew off. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it's just pretty touching. No, that's cool. Uh, hearing stories like that's neat. You know, my, my dad passed away recently, and I was just on a hunt in Wyoming. I had some similar experiences out there with that hunt. Like, unbelievable un- just circumstances that unfolded one after another that – honestly didn't make a whole lot of sense i'm like that's my dad messing with me and saying congratulations but not making it too easy on me all at the same time so it was interesting he chose hail as opposed to a beautiful cardinal for you (laughs) you know you're right i killed i killed the mule deer and you know is celebrating and we're getting ready to pack up the mountain and then just hailstorm comes through and then clear (laughs) clear starry skies afterwards and my buddies were like if that wasn't your dad saying uh you know you're not getting out of this without well you know it's not gonna be a cakewalk for you have fun absolutely so it's kind of for sure i would i would rather have taken a cardinal up there on the mountain than hail but (laughs) whatever right for sure sure. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. That's a great story. So, I mean, what was the reaction when you get back? Like, how'd your boy react to this deer? Oh, man. I was all overwhelmed. I mean, of course, I called Dylan, I called Matt, you know, and I was like, you guys didn't believe this. Well, Matt was fixing to go in the service, and uh, he's actually fixing to leave out. Uh, this deer was shot on December 7th. He's leaving out for uh, the Navy uh, December 11th. So, of course, Laura walks in. Man, wake up, wake up. You know, your dad just shot a big buck. And uh, no way. And she goes, where is this deer? I says, it's up my feet, honey. So she was real excited. Of course, we all, they were all hooping and haunting the house. And then Dylan, sorry, she called Dylan. Dylan's like, I'll be over in a little bit. So it was, uh, it was, it was chaos for a little bit. So I had to go get the, you know, I had to bring the deer to the, you know, deer home. They were already there waiting on me. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean. That's awesome. I, <laughs> Just, tell, just tell Dylan and Matt that we love them and thank Matt for his service. That's pretty awesome. I, I was unaware of that. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for your service, Matt. That is cool. Well, that sounds, that's a great story, man. It's kind of like it was just meant to be and everything unfolded the way it needed to unfold and the connection right. with you, you and Mark already, and then being the first, uh, and then you choose a name randomly. And yeah. That's pretty cool. As literally episode one. That so is, it just worked out great. So that was truly amazing for sure. Mark. We appreciate Mark, you, brother. Yeah. 
everything going okay with you? I mean, everything's good. Good. Can't yeah. complain. Ready oh, for no. deer season like everybody else. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You got some big ones stocked out in, up in Canada? You going to uh, Canada this year? Uh, Brandon and Wade went, and Brandon killed a 190. Wade was unsuccessful. He had a lot of stocks go the wrong way. He's going back in early October to try and finish what they started. So he gets it, two it trips to Canada this year instead of one. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Very, very, man, I can't thank you guys enough for bringing me aboard on this deal. Of course. I mean, we appreciate you. I'm we can't thank you long. enough for shooting that 209. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it was, uh, it's real, real eye opening because, like I said, when he first came out, he wasn't very wide. But when he turned his head, I was like, man, he's got some points now. <laughs> and when I walked up on that deer, and that's the part I probably should have told first, my legs were shaking so bad. I about got sick. I mean, I was shaking. The landowner was just beyond himself because when I shot the deer, the crazy part about it was it's way up in, uh, behind his house. It's, I mean, it's probably 500 yards, 600 yards up there, but you can still see the meadow where the deer had laid down and died. And, uh, man, he ran out. He, I see him, I looked up on the hill, and he ran out across his yard, ran, got it side by side, got it, come got me, and I was probably about halfway up the hill by the time he got side by side there. He's, what'd you do? I said, Doc, I said, I think I shot the biggest deer in my life. I said, I know I did, but he's unreal. And he goes, oh, he's probably that big one. Well, when we went pull up there, boy, he, he literally socked me in the gut. What did you do, boy? You know, <laughs> and I started laughing now. And I said, man, I said, Doc. And he goes, you're going to be all right. He goes, you're off the white. I said, man, I can't quit shaking. He says, go over and pick up that deer. Let's get some pictures. Man, I was, of course, I wasn't smiling because I was just like. In shock. Oh, oh, I was in shock. I mean, the closer we got to that thing and Doc goes. Boy, that's a dandy. He said, I've never seen that deer before. He said, that's one of the biggest deer I've ever seen. Sure. <laughs> Love anyway, it, man. Like that's I said, great. there's so much I could add to this story. It's just unreal. Well, I so, appreciate you taking the time out of your lunch break. I know it's always oh, fun shoot. to talk hunting, but I know how crazy lunch breaks can get. So, no, we'll let you get yep. back to your job, man. We appreciate you doing this. And it's a great story. Sounds like everybody's doing good. And congratulations yep. again. 209 Oklahoma Giant. Two oh nine and three eights. <laughs> three eights. My apologies. Now go kill a bigger one this fall, Steve. Okay. I'm working on it, Mark. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. We appreciate care. you. You're appreciate welcome. you, man. Have a good day at All work. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. See you, man. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.